All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Thrive After Sports podcast. Got a special guest with me today, my man, Jared Sparks, a.k.a. Jay Sparks, a.k.a. Mogul. That's just a few nicknames, which we may or may not get into. But uh, before we say anything else, before we really get this episode rolling, uh, Jared gave me some news before we started recording. So, uh, Jared, you want to take a moment just to honor your friend on the news that you yeah, got? Man. Um, for those that know you go by J3, you know, but my man Jalen Carter, um, he passed away yesterday. That was my dog. You know what I mean? He had a, he had a lot going for his life. Um, he was taken too soon, so I just want to do a moment of silence for my boy. And for everybody listening, this is a testament to just who Jared is as a person, right? He got the news late last night. He tells me we were scheduled to record this interview today. He's like, I just got this news about my friend. Um, I was like, we can do this at another time. He's like, no, nah, I want to record it right now. I know that it'll help a lot of people who are listening. So I just want to thank you before we get into anything else, Jay Sparks. Just thank you for being here despite what's going on. Um, like I told you, I'm sorry for your loss. And I appreciate you just being willing to come on here and share despite the the news that's so fresh, man. So, man, I appreciate you having me here. Um, give me this opportunity to really put light to him because he was a precious life, you know. So, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. With that being said, let's kind of get into why Jared is here today. Um, it's been a pleasure working with this man. So, we got to give a couple of shout outs. First and foremost, shout out to Jonathan Orr at Absolutely. ATS. Oh, geez. <laughs> man. He made the introduction. You want to talk about how you met how you met Jonathan? So actually, um, when I was at Purdue, I was on the leadership council, and uh, we were blessed to um, and and Lacey, uh, one of our directors. She she she's a power she's a powerhouse herself, but um, she blessed us with his presence, um, and he was able to kind of come in and talk to us and give us a rundown on his life story, what, what he's doing now, and and how impactful it is you know and I, and I kind of hung on to it I started build a build a relationship with him um outside of football and never really saw it coming full full circle so soon but I mean I know God put him in my life for a reason so I can't be nothing but blessed to have you know gotten the opportunity um to meet him sure yeah man and Jonathan is the one who introduced us and I have the pleasure. Jonathan's been a mentor to me since 2018, since I first started Thrive After Sports. And for it to all come full circle, not only with Jonathan bringing me on board, you know, to build out a coaching side of ATS, but for him to make the introduction to us, uh, that just really, you know, that says a lot about the type of dude that Jonathan is always looking for a way to help the athletes coming up behind him, man. And um, got to give another shout out to Athlete Soul. You know, we got to thank Miriam Glass at Athlete Soul for allowing um, for giving Jared a scholarship. It's a quick sure. note to any current and former athletes listening. We still do have scholarships available for free coaching. So if you're struggling through your transition, uh, trying to figure out what's next after you're done playing your sport, if you know someone, a friend, a family member, a teammate who's struggling with that, do not hesitate to reach out. You can visit athletesoul.org. You can reach out to me directly 
I'm not hard to find. Uh, we want to help as many athletes as possible and provide free resources in terms of mental health and transition. And because of those resources, Jared and I were able to work together for the past two months, man. But um, let's go back a little bit because I know you played receiver at Purdue and finished out your career at ULM, University mm -hmm. of Louisiana Monroe. Just just tell everyone what it was like, man, as you as you wrapped up your football career and some of the things you were experiencing. Uh, I mean, it was a blessing. You know, my college career didn't really go as planned necessarily, but I don't have any regrets. The people that I met along the way, I gained a lot of brothers uh, at ULM and at Purdue. Um, and those relationships have kind of like opened doors up for me outside of football um, into this next chapter of my life. So uh, it was weird, though, when it first happened, going to college as a, as a quarterback and making that switch. Uh, I had a guy, a mentor of mine, and uh, Jamarcus Shepard. You know, for people who know him, they understand why I'm smiling when I say his name. Uh, the dude is a character, but he's he's very genuine. Um, he's a workhorse. Uh, you can't do nothing but learn from the guy. You know, he, he, he built what he has from the ground up, for sure. So he, he kind of introduced me to the idea of playing receiver. And initially it was, it, it kind of worked out as me playing, you know, both positions, but um, it kind of filtered its way into being my role on the team as a receiver. And and I embraced it. It's what my team needed at the time, you know, and then I got to learn from some great dudes. Like one of my boys just got drafted yesterday, David Bell, you know, he, wherever he go and the lead to mess up and gave him a top five quarterback. I tweeted that the other day. Like, dude was a dog. Rondell Moore was a dog. Anthony Mahunga was a dog. I, I can name a whole list of dudes that I just met. Um, and even at ULM, I got a, a lot of young boys who are coming up right now. Like, they like that. You know, they got a lot of raw talent. Like, you, some things you can't coach, and they're very coachable. So it's just a, a great combination. But um, it was interesting, though. I, I was able to really enjoy my college career, though, my college experience. I, was able to play big time games. We beat Ohio State and it was ranked number two. Um going into prestigious stadiums, seeing everything like that, like it was cool for sure. So I mean I can only be blessed. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Um and I really don't want to get into the other side of it yet. Hopefully we do later on in the in the conversation. But um there's always pros and cons to every experience. But I did learn throughout it that um, you learn from both. And both are both are important, right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't have one without the other. So uh, you just got to be able to manage it and maintain a, a sense of peace and security without the whole thing, and you'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, with you having your position change, you know, from quarterback to receiver, and for you to sit here and still have the perspective to be like, look, it is what it is. I had some great people. You're still able to find the silver lining and look at what you did take from it. And I think that's important, man, because, you know, a lot of people, myself included, when we finish our careers, no matter what sport you play, you just kind of feel like I say over half of us go through that thing of like, man, I wish it would have turned out this way. Or that's not what I saw for myself. Or I felt like I have more to give, you know. And here you are sitting here like, hey, that was the case. But at the end of the day, I'm able to look at the positive side of it. So I think it's important for people to hear that because um, it's easy to say, but for you to embody it 
and actually do that, I think that, that holds a lot of weight, bro. For sure. I appreciate it. For sure. Yeah, man. What was it looking like for you in terms of um, playing at the next level? Did you try out? Did you have any sort of uh, any interest or was it more so were you preparing yourself to move on? It was interesting because it, it didn't, it wasn't an easy decision at all. Um, obviously. And then I had some teams very interested in me. You know, I had an agent coming out. Me and my brother had the same agent and we discussed. I had, you know, about nine to 11 teams interested in me, not necessarily being drafted, but being a free agent. And if you know being a football player, all you need is an opportunity, all you need is a team. You know, the dream is to be drafted, but that ain't the only route to get to where you want to be at. So I definitely had that opportunity. And then I had, you know, once I sat down and really, like, assessed everything that I, you know, um, had going on in my life at the time, for me, I had – that was probably the toughest decision I've made so far in my life to give up the game, you know. And for all of my teammates who play with me, they know how passionate I am about the game. Like, it, it was – it wasn't – it was just natural. Like, that's just how I played it. That's how I was raised to play the game. Um, and that's how I enjoyed it the best. Uh, I was able to really embrace and express um, – like just my true character on the field. Uh, and and it really let me release a lot of, that's for athletes anywhere, it's common. Like we just, we're able to release on the field. Once we get in between the lines, there's a sense of relief. So um, to get that up, it wasn't easy. It, it took time, even right now, as we speak, it ain't easy. But um, I was able to have a little bit of peace of mind knowing that I still had an opportunity to, you know, to pursue my dream but I made the decision myself rather than somebody else making it for me. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> let's let's uh take a deeper dive on that because not everybody has the luxury of walking away from their sport voluntarily, right? You know, most yeah. of us get, hey, when the sport's done with you, it's done with you. It's not a voluntary decision. So I think it might be good for people to hear what led into your decision to make the tough decision to walk away and say, I think it's time to move on with my life. What fed into that process for you? Uh, it was just injuries. Uh, really just wanted to be able to walk with my kids one day. And I know that sounds cliche, but I had like three ankle surgeries over my college career. And I, I already knew what type of journey it was, it was going to be in the NFL. And I just had to be honest with myself. I had to choose my health over, over a career that I was pursuing since I was like 10 years old. Um, and it was just a peace of mind too, just refreshing. I feel like I had more to offer. I feel like I, I wanted to find more of myself outside the game. It was so tough vision for my entire life with football. Like it, nothing really else mattered. And I feel like just internally, um, I always had more to give. Like I always had more interest. And I feel like my impact. Not saying that football wouldn't have helped. Of course it would have. But I just feel like my impact is. Um, more so out the game right now. Mm -hmm. So after you make the decision, um, you move back home. And what are some of the things that you were going through just like trying to figure out or trying to really lay the foundation for the next chapter of your life? Man, I was struggling with a sense of like I, I was lost. Like I didn't know. So I made the decision and it was ironic because when I made the decision, I felt I felt strong 
in a sense with myself because I finally made a decision on my own that like really meant something, you know? Uh, but once I made it, it's like, what, what am I going to do? Like that question immediately popped in my head. Like what, what's the next step? You know, why make this decision and not necessarily have the next step already planned out. And so I just started to backtrack a lot uh, mentally. A lot of the things I started to get lazy. I started to do a lot of things that I've never done and it was hard. And I'm, and I'm being transparent because I, I feel like it's important for, be, for people to hear that a lot of the things that we go through are similar, you know? Like, you're never alone in anything that you go through. Uh, and, I, and that's something I had, to, I had to realize, especially after talking with you, having somebody else to talk to really, really kind of opens your ears and opens your eyes, opens your mind to a lot of things that, that are naturally just closed off because you're in the midst of what you're going through. Um, and that's all that's totally fine though. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's called a process for a reason. Um, I learned that from playing football too. Just going through the heartaches, going through blood, sweat, and tears, it translates into life in general. So it was it was definitely hard when I first made it. When I first was, I want to say the first two to three weeks when I was home. Because a lot of things change so fast, you know? Like, it's hard to process everything. Uh, and it's like, one minute you look at yourself in one way, and then the next, you're a totally different person that you've never met. So, it was tough. But I said all that to say, like, where I am right now mentally, um, even in the physical aspect, I'm blessed. I really am, you know, even though a lot of the things in my mind didn't go the way that I had planned them to, I'm blessed, honestly. And, and I say that wholeheartedly because it could have went totally left, especially the trajectory where I was going, where I was heading, could have went totally left. And honestly, I'm, I'm paying homage to you right now. I already did, but I want to let them know, like, you played a big part in that big bro for real. So I appreciate that along with others, but one of my mentors for sure. No doubt, man. It was a pleasure working with you. Like I told you, you actually took the stuff and ran with it. And to me, that's what makes my job fun, man. You know what I mean? Like that's why I even started doing this to work with people like yourself. That's why I love working with athletes, especially people with a good head on their shoulders like you, because Sometimes you just need to get things off your chest so that you can move past certain things that are holding you back internally. And then once you take the weight vest off, so to speak, you can sprint and run light towards your goals. And um, I want to go back to this, man, because I think this would be important for people to hear where you talked about, like, you walked away, you made the choice to walk away from football, and then you found yourself like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have a next my next steps mapped out. That was me, man. That's so many athletes. I think I shared with you before, like, I was like, well, the league didn't work out. I'm back home. I got this degree. I bet as soon as I touch down back home in California, somebody's going to be waiting on me with a six-figure job, man. I'm going to have to turn down job offers because people are <laughs> just going to be waiting on me. Like, you know, and, and that's not the case. So you find yourself like, wow, how do I even put a resume together? What kind of job do I even want? Do I even want a, like a nine to five? Maybe I want to go into business. How do I do that? 
and all these different questions that start swirling around in your head. Um, how did you start the process of visualizing what the next step wanted to, what you wanted it to look like and who you really wanted to be more apart, more importantly than what you wanted to do? How do you start thinking about who you wanted to be? I started expanding my mind. I started talking to people who, uh, I saw already made a transition in their life. Uh, and I wanted to connect with them so I can relate their experience with mine. I wanted to see how they dealt with um, the feeling that I'm currently feeling. Because I know they went through it. I wanted to see how they kind of rebuilt, in a sense. Uh, and for, for me, I realized, like, I never really read that much. But I've worked out every day for probably since I was 12, every day. Uh, I slept a little bit in college, but, you know, but every day, though. And it took for me to realize, like, if I'm going to put that much work into my body, uh, I'm playing myself if I don't do it for my mind, you know. And I started reading a lot. I started dissecting a lot of information. So now it's not only negative thoughts that's going through my mind. I'm training my mind again. You know, I'm putting things into my, my brain and my mental um, to control the narrative. Not only control it, but change it in a way that now I can rebuild myself internally because nobody else is going to do it but me. And that's what I was searching for. I was searching for somebody else to take the wheel. So I would have to feel this pain and that wasn't going to be it, you know? So, and it was, it was beautiful though. It's still beautiful because I'm still doing it. And I think that's important. I've learned, I also started like studying successful people. That was big for me. Like um, somebody told me to do that too. Uh, when I started to do that, I started to realize like, it's never too late. And that was a big thing that really put me into the mindset that I was in. I thought I was thought I was too late. Like I was so close to getting to the point where I wanted to be at my entire life. Like I was legit footsteps away. And boom, I had to find something else and rebuild. So now in my mind, I'm like, I'm behind the curve. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's probably too late for me. And I'm 24. Now, in the athletic world, where I was in college, 24 is, they call us OGs just to be respectful, but we dinosaurs for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so with that being said, it's like I just, I, I adapted the mentality of being just this old guy. So I kind of, I let that translate into my, my life in general. And that wasn't the case at all. Uh, and that just gave me a, a, another sense of peace of mind too, like, Man, go get it, and it's not, and it's never too late. And you're very young right now. You're very ambitious. You have a lot of things going for you. Um, you can do anything you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. Man, Jay Sparks, there was a lot of gems in what you just shared, man. But two things I love the most is how you talked about. You started training your mind the same way that you trained your body for all those years, and that alone, like if people just take that one little nugget. 
whether you're an athlete or not, but especially athletes, because we're so used to training our bodies. But if you can have the same approach, like I'm literally going to have a schedule about an, an intentional roadmap or like a strategy about how I train my mind, that could be a game changer for you. Not just with your knowledge, but I'm sure it helps with like, you know, um, balancing your emotions and things like that too, because you're learning all the time. You feel yourself making strides mentally, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. The other thing is how you talked about the feeling of being behind or feeling like, oh, it's too late. Almost like because the sport is over, now you feel like you're behind in life or like it's too late for you to accomplish anything in life just because you don't have ball anymore. And man, you and I both know how many athletes go through that. You know, for me at the time, I always tell people I thought I was the only one going through it, which is it makes it even worse because you feel like, damn, it's just me feeling like this. Mm. But um, you mentioned the structure, right? Like coming back home, one of the toughest things for me was I go from living in New York, being on top of the world. And now my mom's telling me to take out the trash, you know, back Mm -hmm. home. Like (laughs) that's a tough fall from grace, man. Uh, But I remember something that you said on our first call, like how you kind of dealt with the fall from grace, so to speak. It is a shot to the ego and to the pride. We go from being a king of campus to just I'm back at square one almost. How did you navigate some of the emotional, you know, some of the internal stuff that was going on on that side of things? Honestly, I think it's because I got a great support system in my family. Uh, that's my backbone. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even have this conversation with you without him. Um, a lot of I had a lot of good conversations. With him. I, I was honestly looking back at it right now, and it just hit me like being able to have my brother here with me throughout this journey, and having both of my parents here. I don't say that to to say that you can't get it done with with a single parent household. Because every parent and child relationship is special in its own way. I'm just speaking from a personal sense. Having my father and my mother here with me to have these conversations, bar none, was the most influential and most important thing that got me through this process. Um, So in regards to how I dealt with the emotions, I dealt with them like I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So. I was in a comfortable enough environment to do so to why I didn't feel like I had to backtrack or hide anything. Like I was able to fluently express everything that I had on the spot and get genuine feedback. I think that's important. If you don't have that in your household, you can find it somewhere else. That's why building relationships to me is more important than, than um, building your financial pocket or your bank, getting money relationship take you way farther than money could ever you know what I mean so I had many many conversations with my dad and and that's why I get a lot of my wisdom from a lot of my my uh my information a lot of my my soul core like everything information like that I go off of in my everyday life I get it from him and he was able to really just simplify a lot of the things that I was going through he when you simplify your emotions, you start to realize like it's not as big as you made it out to be. Uh, and as far as like going back to taking out the trash, definitely had to deal with that. That definitely it hit me. I'm like, man, that I just go in reverse in my life like that. I just, you know. But when I thought of it in a way, I wasn't paying rent. 
I was able to have some patience from my parents as far as getting back on track with my life on what I wanted to do. That helped me. It didn't force my hand to make a decision that I may end up being stuck in or, or regretting. So I had to be grateful for that. So every little thing that I had to do within the house, I had to realize it wasn't a chore anymore. It was because one, I'm living here. So that's how I take care of my house anyways. And then two, out of grace for them, since I'm not paying rent, since they're not forcing me to do that, that's the least I could do, you know? And when I looked at it that way, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't about taking the trash out anymore. It was just me doing what I had to do. And that's what, that's what helped me get back in my mode, so to speak, and, and tap back in. That's good, man. That's that attitude of gratitude that you mentioned. I remember the yeah. first time we spoke. And yeah. um, like you said, so many people don't have that luxury to be able to go back and live with family. Like you and I both have teammates who is like, hey, you out the house, you 18, you went to college, go figure it out. And they don't have that that soft landing spot. So, yes, you know, as, as challenging as it may be, just keeping your eyes on the great part about it and how fortunate we are to have had that support system to fall on. Um, it's huge. It makes all the difference in the world, man, for your mental state. Um, and then, you know, I like to use my journey. People have heard me time and time again on this on this show. Just talk about how I isolated myself. I did the polar opposite of what you did. So I'm back home. I was depressed, but I didn't talk to my family about what I was going through. Not mm -hmm. even my brother, who I'm very close with. My brother was back home at the time, too. And so I love the fact that through hearing how you handled it, someone will be forever transformed by hearing how you did it. Cause now they'll be like, Oh, okay. Instead of just, you know, closing, closing my door and being in my room all the time, just hiding out from the world. I can talk to my family about it. I can just tell them, Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how I feel, you know? Um, and it just opens up so much dialogue and allows it to exist with other people instead of just existing in your own mind where it can become For dangerous. Sure. For so sure. Really important, man. Absolutely. You know, what are some other things that you feel like you had to overcome recently? Because it's fresh, man. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Like, you just really, <laughs> it's fresh, bro. Like, what do you feel like is the biggest thing? Maybe that's the the better question. What's the biggest thing you feel like you had to overcome, you know, in the past couple months or so? Um, Like, my lifestyle, my everyday activity. Like, I had everything aligned out. Like, I had a set schedule for every day. So I really didn't even have to worry about how to plan out my own schedule. Like that was probably the biggest thing. Like I sometimes be sitting in my bed way longer than I ever expected I would. And I'm feeling lazy. Like I'm feeling like a, a bum. Like I'm sitting down in my house. I'm, I'm not being active outside as much anymore because I didn't have a reason to. Uh, and then and, and it got to the point to where I was just like, I was going with the flow and then I wasn't really taking advantage of, of all the time I had in that day, like I'm used to doing. Uh, and that just goes back to rebuilding yourself because, and even I regret, even in the midst of being an athlete, having that set schedule, because it's hard, don't get me wrong, like our athletes already know wake up six in the morning most times because you got an early morning workout you don't really get back home like to settle down for real 
until probably like on average nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it's hard to really set your own schedule or um, commit to things outside of football. But if you can, please do train yourself because you don't want to have to be dependent on somebody else to set a schedule for you. You don't want to have to rely on that. Um, even though it's the easiest thing to do in the midst of it, it's all about the long run. You know what I mean? It's all about having a long-term mentality with everything that you have. Um, that'll that'll really avoid any regret that you have. Like, you won't have any regrets when you look back at it because you have already planned out and you've prepared for everything. So that was the biggest thing for me, just setting that schedule, that daily schedule. That's so huge for you to talk about that because – there's two types of people. Some people are wired to be able to be their own disciplinarian and make their own schedule and kind of, you know, live by a calendar and hold themselves accountable. Some people need other people to hold them accountable. Um, I knew right out the gate, man, like you, once it clicked in your mind that, oh, I can make some improvements to my schedule. You were able to just take that and do it on your own. You didn't need anybody checking up on you. It was just like, oh yeah, I do need to restructure myself. So I encourage anybody who's listening right now, if you feel like, man, my whole life was structured for me while I was competing. And now I'm just floating around and I'm sleeping in or, you know, I'm, I'm playing too many video games or I'm out, you know, partying when I don't have a job and doing all that type of stuff that I was doing when I was young and dumb and fresh out of college. Like, just really heed Jared's words right now and understand that you got to have a schedule, whether you're doing it for yourself or you're having someone else hold you accountable to it so you can stay focused and ultimately get where you want to go. Because if you don't know where you're going – you're not going anywhere or you'll just end up somewhere instead of choosing where you're going. Um, and speaking of choosing or where you're going, man, let's talk about where you're headed. Depending on when this episode comes out, you might be there already. But what's next for Jay Sparks, man? What you got going on right now? Oh, man. So I was, I was blessed with an opportunity to be a business uh, consultant uh, with uh, a company called Oracle in Nashville. I'll be starting on August 22nd. I can't tell you like how life-changing that is for me, uh, that's an opportunity that a lot of people will kill for. And I say that jokingly, but truthfully, bro, like it's a blessing. Like I said before, I'm truly blessed. Like this opportunity, I'm not going to say it fell in my lap, but having relationships with people who have a relationship with the company that opened the door for me. And I was just blessed to take everything that I learned from my academic career at Purdue um, and just translate that to the the corporate world, uh, quote unquote, the real world, and it, it was a success. So I'm, I'm I'm taking full advantage of this opportunity, like I did with football. Like I'm, I see it in the in the same lens. Like it's I'm going hard with it, you know, and and I just thank God every day for it. Like it's it's truly a blessing. It's a great company, development wise. Um, just having on your resume as well, like the people that you're going to meet there, just the things that you learn, um, you'll be able to invest that into your life moving forward. So I want to thank them as well for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, man. And like you said, it's not something that fell into your lap. Like a lot of people listening might be like, what? He got a job with Oracle. He's so lucky. Luck really has nothing to do with it. Definitely didn't fall in my lap because when we first started talking, when I was first introduced to you, one of the first things you had me do was make a list of career ideas that I wanted to do. And 
it was interesting for me because you you told me throughout the process it started out ugly in my eyes. But you never know what, what you can do when you put the time and the effort into it. And look where I am now. You know, and it, and it was crazy. Uh because I flipped when I flipped the switch, a lot of things started moving for me. I had a lot of motion. Um and I was able to be prepared for that motion though. It's another thing that you gave me too. And and so like I definitely didn't have all the answers and I definitely it wasn't an easy road to get to where I'm at right now. Uh and I just wanted to speak on that because falling in my lap is the last thing. And I and I and I really, really was was hoping that it did. Like like you said, like when you made that decision, you just expected every company to really offer you. Um and it did definitely did not work out that way for sure. And the thing about it, man, is is that I love how you earned it. It wasn't just like you just applied for it. I always tell people like you can't just apply for a position because that's what everyone else is doing. You got to go above and beyond. So what you did to actually get your foot in the door, like you said, is reached out to people who you knew who had worked there previously, former teammates. And you really made an effort to put yourself out there and get in front of the right people and have people vouching for you versus a lot of people won't do that. Most people, especially when they don't have a lot of experience, it's like, OK, I applied. I'm good to go. Let's just wait and see what happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, waiting and see waiting to see what happens doesn't get you too far in this life when there's people like Jared Sparks out here who's not waiting around to see what happens. He's going to get it, taking that athletic no, mindset. No. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it takes a um, strip of pride. Like, you got to take your pride out of the equation. Uh, it wasn't easy um, reaching out to people because when you reach out to people, you got to tell them what you're going through. You got to tell them why you're reaching out. You got to. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't want to have them, them type of conversations. I didn't. I'm one of those people, so I can speak on that. Uh, but once I did that, because pride is only going to prevent you from gaining any blessing that comes your way. Pride is, is not the answer. You know what I mean? So take that away because you're only, you're only making it worse for yourself. The feeling that I had meant more to me than pride ever could. I couldn't have that feeling anymore. So pride really didn't, it didn't really mean too much to me at the end of the day. When I looked at it from that perspective, like I had to go get it and I was completely fine with that. You're saying, I don't want this to go over people's heads. I know what you're talking about, but I know yeah. some people might've missed what you just said. Don't miss that. Don't miss what Jared just mm-hmm. said right now. What you basically said was, for all of us to fall from grace, it's tough to start at the bottom of the totem pole, to go from being at the top of your field in your sport to be like, I'm really an amateur at anything I do next, no matter what it is. What you just said was, correct me if I'm wrong, the thing that kept that pride at bay uh, for putting yourself out there, just going into fields you weren't familiar with, was that you didn't want to stay stuck where you're at and you knew you were capable of more. Absolutely. Okay. Easy as, easy as that, for sure. Don't miss that, folks. So when you feel like, man, I'm not going to reach out. I'm scared of looking dumb. It's either you do that and you start out as a freshman in life again, so to speak. You start as a rookie in life and get your weight up till you become a veteran. Or you can stay a freshman because you don't want to go to practice since we we running with the sports (laughs) analogies this morning. But, you know, um, what else, man? Because here's the thing about you. And this is what I appreciated about you when we first met. You got a job at a major company coming up but that's not where it ends you know you have things that you're passionate about that you're already working on and that you're going to continue to build 
that's going to impact a lot more lives outside of what you do at Oracle. Um, I know, you know, financial literacy is important to you, but there's a host of other things we could talk about. But just tell me, man, like what what's coming down the line for you? Like, how do you really see yourself making an impact on the world when it's all said and done? I want to reach my, my community. And what I mean by that, I want to reach my black community. Um, and I feel like we got a lot of brothers and sisters who do that today. And they're doing a fantastic job. In fact, I've done my research and I've I'm, I've learned and also I'm continuing to learn from those people. But not only am I learning, but I'm, I'm being inspired by them. You know, I'm, I'm trying to hit on subjects that we really weren't really taught, not only not taught, weren't exposed to. Um, and honestly, we can't really blame too many people other than ourselves, bro. And for real, for real, and I'm being 100% transparent, the only way we can change as a community is if we change internally first. And I know that that don't really fall to, to, to the ears so gracefully, but it needs to be said. Me being a part of the community, uh, easiest thing to do is point the finger. You know what I mean? But we got to take ownership of what we do. And we also got to go get it ourselves. We got to make it happen ourselves. Not discrediting any external factor that makes it difficult for us. I'm not discrediting anything. But where there's a will, there's a way. A lot of cliche things that I'm saying, but they're, they're facts. You know what I mean? Like, And so what I want to do, I want to reach that platform. I want to build that. I want to build a resume to where now my, my word kind of holds weight. I want to experience a lot of things. I want to learn from a lot of great people. Uh, and I just want to build because I feel like our community is, is strong and it's, and it's beautiful. It's really not being taken advantage of as much as it should be, you know? And that's also not to discredit any other community, any other culture. I respect everyone, you know what I mean? And, and hopefully that goes without being said, like, was understood and I have to be explained all the time. But for those of the, for those of people who don't know me, that's how I feel. I'm just a guy who trying to make the world a better place. And honestly, I have to build myself up first in order for me to do that. So I want to get, I really want to build that platform, bro. And that's, that's important to me. That's really special to my heart for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I definitely see great things ahead for you just in terms of being a leader not just for the black community but for the world and i say that because i mean you talked about financial literacy as one aspect of that but the bigger takeaway for me about what you just shared is just not buying into victim culture um whether you're a part you know whether you're a person of color or not because at the end of the day we can talk about institutional racism or the man is holding me back but at the end of the day all that is an excuse because you can either complain about it or you can do what you need to do to progress and get your knowledge up and get access to things you want to get access to despite all of that. In spite of any systems that are meant to hold us back, so to speak, you still got to put your, your pants on one leg at a time and get up and execute every day anyway. So that's what I love about your message and what you're about, bro, because you're telling people that, like you said, not that things are very real, but we all have a choice to overcome those things and keep working anyway. And that, 
I think that's huge. That messaging in and, in and of itself is lacking in the world today. So for you to be a person to deliver that message, you know, you got my full support on that, bro. Appreciate it. And also to, to just add on that, bro, I feel like the faster that we do that, like the, the faster that we embrace that, I think everything else will take care of itself. I mean, I don't, I don't really see, like it has to be, like we have to be respected as an individual when people see us pursuing it like that. You know what I mean? Pursuing what I just spoke on, chasing that, trying to improve ourselves. And when the outside world sees that, they won't have a choice but to respect it. You know what I mean? And even if they do envy it, we can't control that. What we can't control is what we do and what we put forth into it. You know what I mean? And and we want results. So why not put the work in and give them? Thanks. Let's leave it at that. That was a mic drop moment, bro. That's uh, where you walk off stage and the smoke machine start. <laughs> uh, let's. Oh man. Also, you're gonna be a published author this year, bro. Oh, yeah. published author, man. Let's talk about that. So for everybody, okay. So y'all might see it behind me, but I'm gonna pull it up closer. This is Athlete to Entrepreneur Volume One: Stories of Transition from Players to Professionals. This was myself and. 20 other former athletes, some professional, collegiate, Olympian. We all came together to tell our stories. Um, we're working on volume two right now. And so as I got to know Jerry, we're going through these calls and I'm like, man, number one, you have a great story and you have a lot of insight. So I'm like, you will be perfect to be a part of volume two that we're putting together. But I want to hear from you, man, as far as like your heart behind your chapter. Like, what do you want people to take away um, when that book comes out and people read your chapter, I just want to—I just want to have my readers. It's crazy, bro, because never in a million years did I ever think that I'd be writing a book. Like I said, I barely read them, <laughs> so the right <laughs> one is really like—it's crazy. But I just want my readers to have an open mind when they read it. Come from a genuine place. Understand that what I'm writing is genuine. Uh, it's transparent. Like, just take it for what it is. Also, related to your own perspective. Every like, everybody's not going to interpret my story the same way. That's why it's beautiful, right? Do it to where it affects you personally. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here saying I got all the answers at all. In fact, I might have none. <laughs> but what I do know is me being genuine about what I went through, about what I'm currently going through, uh, it may be able to relate to at least one person. You know what I mean? And that's all that matters. Whoever reads it, if I can just affect one person, that's more than I did before I, I wrote the book. You know, and that one person might be able to help another person it's all about just starting that train starting the ball movement um just to get it going um you never know how long your effect might reach uh and and for me it just took like i really i really knew that the opportunity that you gave me in writing this book was a blessing because before you did it you didn't know uh i made a commitment to myself to just start doing things. I had a lot of ideas stored in my head that I never really even gave action to. 
because I was, like I said, pride was in the way. I just, I didn't feel like I was capable of doing it because I, I was unfamiliar with it. I made a commitment to say, just do it, bro. You never know what happens. Like, you never know where it'll take you. Um, and that book was presented to me not too long afterwards. Okay, it can't be anybody but God. So I know I, I, I'm at least doing the right things. You know what I mean? And uh, as a reader, bro, I just know if I was reading it, I just really look at it like, okay, he giving me 100% of what he's going through. He's not scared to put his experience on paper. So let me let me go ahead and give it a look. Let me let me actually look at it with a sense of of open mindedness um, and just really really let it affect and change some of the things that I know I have to change. Just let it take its course. You know what I mean? I just appreciate everybody who's already showed interest and love and support for me. Uh, they didn't. They, they're not obligated to do so. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate you as well. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to have you be a part of it. And uh, anybody who knows you or anybody who has, you know, gotten to know you by listening to you on the podcast today, there's no doubt that when the book comes out, your chapter is going to be transparent, like you said, and it's going to help a lot of people. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to I don't read chapters until the book is actually in my hand. I have access to the chapters when I send it to the team to do what they do. But I'm going to be itching to read it, but I'm going to wait until the physical copies in my hand to read your chapter, man. So I'm excited. And everybody stay tuned for that. We'll have more info coming up about where you can get that book once it's ready to go. Uh, Obviously, go look up Jared and order the book directly from him at that time, depending on when you're listening to this. But um, let me ask you this, man, because there's somebody right now, they're listening to this episode and they're like, they're basically in your shoes. You know, they just finished playing. I mean, really, this whole episode has been advice from you. But I think if I just ask you directly, like, what advice can you give to that person who's struggling to figure out their next step? Maybe they don't know where to start. They feel like they failed in their career and they're just lost. Like, what, what do you want to say to that person right now? Uh, don't forget to reflect. The same way that you reflected on the negative aspects of your career that put you in this, this mental place that you are right now, reflect on the positive. Just try it. Uh, see what it takes you. I had to do that. Once you realize that and once you do that, you'll realize you're the same individual. You're not, you're no less, you're, you're no less or no more than what you were when you strapped in pads or you got on that court or you got on that, 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 that baseball field, whatever sport that you played, you're the exact same individual. So, you are already able to accomplish a feat that not many can accomplish, not many have accomplished, uh, no matter how far you took it, you did it. So if you can do that, you can do anything else. The only person standing in your way is yourself. Expand your mind, take risks. Uh, right now in your life, it's probably the most important time in your life. <laughs> You will never get this time back. You know what I mean? Time is money. Money is time. I know y'all heard that before, but it's important. Uh, And embrace every struggle, every pain. Embrace it. Embrace it. Because 
like I said before, you can't have one without the other. In fact, the definitions of pain, struggle, is the op is the opposite of peace and joy. So when you think of it that way, you gotta have both. So embrace both of them. You can't you can't escape it. You know what I mean? So take it for what it is and transform it, change it. Change the narrative, control it. Uh, you have that ability to do so, and that's why it's beautiful. Uh, and and I don't want to get to rambling, but I could talk all day, but that's that's really what I think is important. Realizing in, in, internally who you are and what makes you who you are. That's that's the most important thing. That's good, man. Um, solid advice right there. I know people took a lot from that. You dropped a lot of gems on that. So I hope everybody was taking notes. Matter of fact, you might need to start this episode again, get the notepad ready. Like me and Jay Sparks, we, are, we always got something to write with, but... Yeah, I should have told everybody at the beginning. Make sure you get the notepad ready to be taking some notes. But uh, um, notepad, but notepad it's key, man. Sure. It's key, man. I don't want to take up your whole day. You've already given so much, man. Um, I want to give you some acknowledgments, and then you can tell people how to get in touch with you. So I just want to say first and foremost, thank you because I grow anytime I work with somebody. I get to grow as a coach. So by working with you, like I learn things from you as well, right? Um, not just about co- not just becoming better at my craft as a coach, but also learning things just about life, you know, and um, I'm inspired by you, man. I'm inspired to see where you're going because I know great things are on the horizon and I'm inspired by the way you took the things that we discussed and ran with it and applied it to your life and kept leveling up week by week by week to where, like I told you from the jump, man, you're in a totally different position in your life than you were just a couple months ago. And what excites me is that you're just getting warmed up. Like you haven't even really started the next chapter of life. And it's already, you know, so good, man. So props to you. Keep doing your thing. Um, it was a pleasure working with you. You know, we'll be in touch for the rest of our lives as far as I'm concerned, man. So, you know, I got your back for anything that you need. Um, before, yeah, man. Not to cut you off, but, but for everybody listening, please tap in with Taj. Like for real. Taj is a life-changing experience. He's a mentor that you can't put a price on, honestly. And I'm speaking from the heart when I say that. He's a guy who, who I'm also inspired by. And you are just yourself starting to warm up. You, I, I believe, and I truly believe this, like your impact will one day change the way that we just, you know, do life. I, I really believe that. Like, I really believe that you're going to change a lot of young minds, a lot, a lot of young individuals who, deal with things that haven't been addressed before. You know what I mean? And it's important what you're doing. And I just want to thank you for helping me, you know, and bringing me to this point in my life as well. So you deserve your flowers, my man. Hey, Jay Sparks, I received those flowers, bro. Thank you, man. Sir. I appreciate that. That means a lot, man. Just, um, you know, before we wrap up, I want to start getting emotional on these folks, man, listening to this before. <laughs> Before we wrap up, man, please just tell people uh, if they, you know, want to follow the journey, if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do all that? Uh, so my Instagram is Sparks underscore. Um, I believe that's it. And then my Twitter is underscore JarrettSparks12. Um, my email is SparksJarrett12 at gmail.com if you want to hit me that way. Um, and then my LinkedIn 
uh, I'll have Taj hopefully put it in the bio or whatever it is because I ain't got it on, on top of my head. But um, really, please, guys, just let me know, bro. If y'all have any questions, if y'all want to talk to me, man, just hit me. You know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm an open book. I got time with my hands, obviously. So just, just let me know, you know. Most definitely. We'll have all that in the show notes, including LinkedIn. He's Jared Sparks on LinkedIn. So just type in Jared Sparks. You'll find yeah. him. He, he just polished up the LinkedIn profile. So it's looking pretty crispy nowadays. You know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for the third party. We're not going to speak on his name, but I appreciate it. <laughs> got you, man. Um, but yeah, man, this has been great. I want to thank you again for coming on, spending some time, especially like we said at the beginning with the news that you got. You still were like, nah, I want to do this. And like I told everybody at the beginning, that's just a testament to Jared's character. Like this was important enough for him to spend some time today, despite the news he just got about his friend passing away, to be here with us, to be able to share, to impact God knows how many lives from this today, whether it's now or years into the future when you guys listen to this. So um, I appreciate you, bro. Keep doing your thing. Uh, Keep inspiring. Keep being great. And uh, for everybody who tuned in, this has been another great episode of the Thrive After Sports podcast with the man himself, Jared Sparks. We'll see you on the next episode. Oh, last but not least, make sure you tap in. If you need some coaching, like I said, athletesoul.org or visit tajdeshawn.com or reach out to me. I'm not hard to find. We got your back. We want to help eliminate the challenges that athletes face when they're going through the transition one athlete at a time. All right. I love you guys. See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.